You are. Okay. I'm really good at this. I've been doing this for like 26 episodes, I don't know. Um, Previously on Booze and Buffy. Yeah, you're right. I think I've been conflating Final Fantasy and Underworld. I, th- I think I've just... That's an interesting association, but you know what? Let's roll with it. What's next in the episode? <laughs> so, uh, Buffy also just has a great moment when they get back together. He's like, did you find anything out? And she's like, yes, you will not believe who I saw making out. And it goes like on a string of gossip. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, so this is where they meet Kane. And Kane sucks. I typically really enjoyed the bands that are in the bronze, but I find this one to be just very... I'm not familiar with this band, but it's very blandly 90s. It's like Linkin Park, but... It's like... (laughs) I almost kind of found them to be uh, like, oh, they could be Weezer, but they're not Weezer. Yeah, just very... You do not want to put this lotion on your skin. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy, a podcast where we are watching and discussing every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one by one. There will be spoilers for this episode, however, there will be no spoilers for future episodes. I am Harrison, and I am... didn't prepare a joke. (laughs) And I'm Jason. I'm... Just kind of wondering why all the ladies are following Xander, but you know what? I'll just go ahead and walk with him because I support women. <laughs> Harrison, what episode are we watching today? We are watching season two, episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. This is the one where Willow tries to murder Xander with an axe and says, bitch. Also, <laughs> Xander casts a love spell, it goes wrong. Buddy That's filler. Gets turned into a rat. <laughs> But Willow says, bitch. <laughs> Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered was written by our old favorite, Marty Noxon, mm-hmm. and directed by James A. Contner, and originally aired on February 10th, 1998. So, pretty close to Valentine's pretty Day. Close. Um, and you know, good job, Marty. Um, you are, she has been digging herself out of her bad eggs hole. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, bad eggs hole sounds nasty. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> And Buffy. Jason, what are you drinking today? Uh, I am having a, so graciously supplied by you, glass of Barefoot Sweet Red. Yes. Uh, that was a gift from, like, my mom, I think. Um, Thank you. <laughs> um, someone gave it to us for Christmas because we get a lot of wine for Christmas. Um... And John will be glad that you're drinking it, because he's not a big sweet wine fan. This is all right. It, it, it makes for a good uh, podcast and wine. Yeah. It's one of the... I mean, it's barefoot. It's those giant-ass bottles that cost yes. $10. So. Um, so I am drinking... I'm taking a picture for the Insta. Picture for the Insta. Um, a blue Hawaiian, but like a bullshit blue Hawaiian, <laughs> because... Uh, I had like this these little mixers, but I didn't have uh, rum, so I just mixed the mixer with gin. <laughs> um. <laughs> Only the highest class here. <laughs> but the most important thing about Harrison's drink to all you Eiffel sixty five fans is it's blue da booty da booda da booty da booda booty da booda. Very good. I haven't tasted it yet, so. Um, 
care to start toast. Okay. What? What? Did you say... Oh, no, I said here, let's do our toast. Yes, let's do the toast. <laughs> okay, um, so I'm going to get a little serious for a moment. Don't worry, we got a funny episode coming up. But I'm going to get a little serious. Uh, this week, um, uh, the like uh, a few days ago from when we were recording this, uh, the drummer of Rush, Neil Peart, passed away. And I really love Rush, and it's been a huge musical influence on me. And a lot of, I know a lot of people that we have in common on Facebook were yeah. pretty broken up about it too. So, yeah, here's to the genius drummer and lyricist of Rush, Mr. Peart. Cheers. Rock in peace. Ugh, that does not look like a good face. It's not the best. <laughs> I should have gone with vodka, not gin. Which is, um, a rare sentence for me to say. Yeah, you I'm, love your gin. I love gin, but uh, the gin is not mixing well with. Uh, should have done with vodka. It's okay. I'll still drink it. Um, it's probably good that I don't care for it that much. I'll just I'll I'll take it slow. Good man. Uh, you'll you'll savor it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so we begin this episode the night before Valentine's Day. Which I like to think of fondly as my mom's birthday. Oh, because it is. Um, That's two mentions of your mom in this podcast already. My mom's gonna get so many mentions this week. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hope she's not listening. <laughs> um, she's not. I'm gonna get like a text from her that's just like, "Fuck you!" I Sorry, listen. <laughs> I just saw your phone light up, and I'm like, "Oh God, how did she know?" <laughs> it was a Twitter notification. Uh, um, Actually, it was a Twitter notification that Nicholas Brendan just tweeted something. Oh, that's cool. Because um, uh, the our, the Booze and Buffy Twitter follows him. Okay. Um, so, you know, a little kiss bet there. Um, so, night before Valentine's Day. I just want to say, the timeline of this episode is fucking jacked. It is... Yeah, it's like <laughs> Xander leaves school in the middle of the day and goes home to where like Willow's waiting for him, then comes back and it's still day and then yeah. Oh I oh I thought it was the next day. Oh, I, I just assumed it was the same day because like Yeah, it's such it's a really weird hard to tell. It's a weird timeline in this episode. Um But um Buffy and Xander are patrolling at the cemetery. And Xander is showing Buffy a heart-shaped necklace that he bought for Cordelia as a Valentine's Day gift, and he's like, do you think she'll like it? And just straight out of the gate, Buffy starts us off strong with a real sick burn. And she <laughs> says, I don't know, does she know what one of these things is? <laughs> <laughs> and yet still not the best moment with a heart in it in this episode. True, 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 true. <laughs> um... They, um... Can I just go ahead and say, <laughs> this is one of the funniest episodes of Buffy in the whole it's series. so funny. It's, um... Yeah, it's just... The, the the love spell concept is really good. Um... The the execution is really good. And the fact that every single female character besides Cordelia yeah. gets, like, all of the actresses get to take that, like, oh, you gotta be love crazy about Xander, and they... Just roll with it to the best yeah. of their abilities, and it is so good. Yeah, and it's done really well, too, where, like, there are a couple characters where you're like, okay, well, surely this character won't be affected. And and it looks at, for, like, a second, like, maybe they aren't, but then, nope, 
Like, um, <laughs> like you're like, surely vampires can't be affected by this spell. And then Drusilla's like, nope. <laughs> how do you feel about eternal life? <laughs> um, Don't touch a hair on his head. <laughs> um, Xander is um, complaining that... Um, uh, dating is difficult. He wishes it were like slaying. Um, at which point, a vampire rises, and Buffy promptly kills it. Kills it. What a what a perfect thing to say by somebody who doesn't spend all of their time slaying, right? Um, and he also says, um, "Learn how the other half lives, Xander." Right? Xander is the other half. <laughs> <laughs> Xander... Learn how the preferred half lives, Xander. <laughs> Xander also says something because Buffy. Where he, in fairness, I will say, Buffy is shitting hardcore on him and Cordelia. Um, and but, Xander makes the comment that they all have been doing that. Yeah. Which they have. Except for Oz. I bet Oz doesn't. No. No. <laughs> I can, I'm like trying to think. Like, As we learned last week, <laughs> all men are awful. Except, except Oz. Oz. <laughs> um, and... Uh, here's Xander coming along to prove our thesis. <laughs> so he he says to Buffy when she kind of questions, like, why are you dating her? She, he basically says, well, the only other girl I like isn't interested. And then just, like, stares no, her he, right in the No, eye. he says unavailable. Unavailable. Yeah, so he's saying this, like, and we're still not too far removed from... Angel turning into Angelus and now, like, on a vengeance quest against Buffy. Yeah. So... What a shitty thing to, Not say. A thing to say. Yeah, guys, I, I know that at this point we'd normally get out the chat alert, <laughs> but we're gonna we're gonna be careful because we're gonna wear that thing out in this episode. Poor chat alert. <laughs> um, maybe we just need to issue an episode long chat alert. <laughs> yeah. Know. So while you're listening to this, have Nickelback playing in the background. Aww, low hanging fruit, man. Hey, what else were we gonna play during the chat alert? Look at this photograph. Every time I do it makes me laugh. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. After uh, Xander makes his slaying comparison, um, Buffy says, you know, well, slaying is a little bit more dangerous than, than dating. And Xander says, well, you haven't been dating Cordelia. And I'm like, Fanfic. interesting. Let's talk about this. Fanfic. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know that Xander's thought about it. That's all he thinks about. <laughs> he's like, oh, li- linoleum. Especially <laughs> when he's looking at linoleum. <laughs> um, so the next day, it is Valentine's Day proper. Um, everybody's planning on going to the, the bronze that night. Cordelia goes up to Harmony and the several extras who play the ever-rotating members of the Cordettes. <laughs> Uh, one of whom is wearing a bright red leather jacket and uh, uh, and like a red beret that's a different shade of red. Ooh, I'm, no, you don't make shades, dude. I'm furious about it. Um, but they they are all making fun of her for dating Xander. Um, and so we see Cordelia just really starting to get insecure. Um, and that makes me sad. Yeah, it's... And what she does next uh, is, like, you may think that it's a bad thing, and it is a bad thing, but 
again, we have to constantly remind ourselves that these are teenagers in high school and high school is just fucking awful. It's awful. Um, in class, we see Amy again from season one, episode three, which, um, we have this really sweet interaction between her, Willow and Buffy, where she's asking like, are you going to the Bronx tonight? And Willow's like, my boyfriend's in the band. She has got classic first boyfriend slash girlfriend uh, syndrome. Yes. And, and it's adorable. It is adorable. Uh, it's nice to see Willow having a good time. Uh, Normally like, she's on the outside looking in. Yeah. She's a groupie. Yeah. Um, this prompts Amy to ask, uh, ask Buffy if she's going. And Buffy gives the... Uh, Valentine's Day was created by corporations to sell uh, gift cards and candy or, or uh, greeting cards and candy, to which Amy replies, bad breakup. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? You celebrate Christmas, Buffy, and that's pretty much the same thing. Um, no offense to people who celebrate Christmas. You celebrate Christmas. My family celebrates Christmas. I like the Christmas presents. <laughs> I know you do. There are still a couple right here. I know. We have not. It is... It is what day is it? It is January 12th and our Christmas tree is still up. Not for any, like, love of it. It's actually looking kind of sad and droopy. But we just can't be arsed. <laughs> <laughs> um, after this, though, Xander witnesses Amy, um, as he puts it, putting the mojo on the teacher. Everybody's turning in their essays yeah. and Amy walks up and uh, what does she say? She doesn't say anything. Oh yeah, she it's like she did, yeah, her. she just stares at the teacher, and the teacher's like, "Oh yeah, of course." And then like mimes taking her essay. Yeah. And Xander, of course, sees this. He's right there. You yeah. would have thought that Amy would have waited till the other students. Whatever. Maybe she <laughs> just assumed that Xander is as vapid as he is. He, yeah. There, he is the one bragging. He's like, "This paper's gonna give me a D minus." <laughs> oh yeah. Um. They um. Xander tells Willow and Buffy, and um, he tells Willow and Buffy. I don't think really much comes of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Giles comes to talk to Buffy. He needs to talk to her about situations with Angelus, but things get weird because it's one school, uh, and they both work there. And Jenny walks up. We have the return of Jenny Calendar. Mm-hmm. And Jenny wants to talk to Giles. It's really obvious Giles wants to talk to Jenny. But, you know, there's... It's it's interesting how this is done. There's not really any words spoken between them. But Buffy just kind of looks at... Or Giles looks at Buffy. Buffy just kind of looks away. Buffy, like, is not looking at Jenny at all. Yeah, will not engage. And when he sees that, Giles won't engage. And it's just like... It is heartrending because on one side I'm just like, oh, such a good librarian daddy is. But on the other side, I'm like, no, just talk to her. You can work it out. Yeah, I think yeah, and it's interesting because obviously Buffy still hasn't let it go. But um, when we first saw like Giles say like you heard her go away, mm-hmm. like he definitely felt like that sting of betrayal. But like it's love is starting to win over. Yeah, yeah, love conquers all. Well, so when talking to Buffy, 
he basically tells her, like, Angelus loves doing fucked up shit on Valentine's Day. Um, and maybe she needs to stay off the streets for, for a night or two till he calms down. Yeah. Um, speaking of Angelus... And wacky shit to do on Valentine's Day. Uh, <laughs> so we're at the factory. Uh, Spike gives Drusilla a necklace. It's a really nice necklace, it's a too. nice necklace. It looks good. little parallel. little parallel there. Spike gives Drusilla a necklace. Sandra gives Cordelia a necklace. And it's, it, it's, it's really nice to see that uh, Spike is obviously evil. Um, he's obviously, like, an asshole. Mm-hmm. But, uh, like, he, this is just one of those moments where he genuinely does care for Drusilla. Now, I'm honestly wondering... Did he like send one of his minions out to go uh, mm. to go buy that necklace, or did he like wheel himself around <laughs> in, uh, in in like in Sunnydale at night try to find like one of those jewelry stores that's open late? I I don't think that Spike would outsource his, his procuring of gifts for Drusilla. Yeah, that's probably he, one thing he wouldn't. Do. Yeah, yeah, he, he'll outsource other things, but he's. That is the thing. He is devoted to her. Yeah. And I love seeing it. Um, but uh, Angelus gives her a, uh, a warm, Gives her his heart. Well, uh, not his heart. Just the heart he happens to be holding in his hands. Yep. <laughs> he found it in a quaint little shop girl. <laughs> One of my favorite lines of the episode. It's great. And we see the return of horny as fuck Drusilla. Sploosh. Oh my god. She's like, <laughs> it's still warm. <laughs> um, what does she do with it? Does she eat it? Does she go all da- Daenerys Targaryen on it? I think so. Oh yeah, no. You, you know she's going to eat that. She might like play around with it for a little bit. Oh, don't vomit. It's going to be blue. But then, so so what, he, he one-ups Spike's gift, which is shitty. But then, this is what I think he does that's even worse, is he puts the necklace on her for her. And like, putting a necklace on someone is really intimate. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's, yeah, he just he takes the gift that Spike like gave her and then like I'm sorry, like I, I'm totally listening to what you're saying, but I'm also thinking of like uh, the episode of Thirty Rock where um where uh fucking uh Alec Baldwin's character, wow, I'm like blanking right now. Um <laughs> Jack. Jack. Yeah. Jack and like he's got Liz all dressed up looking like uh Julie Roberts and pretty women. Oh, yeah. And he like opens up the, the thing with the pearls and then like he snaps it down and she's like, Ow, why would you do that? And it's like, oh no, I thought it was like the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's a good one. My mind is elsewhere. Love it. Anyway. Um so that night, Joyce and Buffy are watching television. There's a knock on the door. Um, there, there's no one there, but Joyce finds a long, ominous black box with a black ribbon. With a black ribbon on it, with like that's meant for Buffy, and it's like, 
Throw that away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, guys, this is a little bit of a red flag here. Oh my gosh. It's not a red flag. It's a big black box. <laughs> um, they open it, and it's just a bunch of roses and a card that just says the word soon. Buffy looks freaked out. Joyce sees Buffy looking freaked out. And then we cut away. And this is actually... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ding this episode for this. I would have liked to have seen... Uh, this scene between Buffy and Joyce Um, because just outside of like monsters and shit I'm thinking from Joyce's perspective if my daughter just got a a black box full of roses and a card that says soon on it I'd be like what the fuck so Joyce is aware that um, Angel and Buffy have broken up in her eyes uh, because like she's having this single the single girl's night um, with Buffy. I don't think Joyce. I thought she did tell her she, that she she met Angel in Angel, but I don't think Joyce and Angel have interacted since then. I don't think okay. he's really a blip on her radar. Okay, I just assume. Well, never mind then. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, either way, strange person like leaving, not even yeah. like delivering, leaving this there. I mean. God, it might as well be like a fucking box with a decapitated doll's head in it. Uh, or an arm. Like or she an got arm. on her birthday. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just, I wish we could have seen Buffy and Joyce unpack that moment a little, but say lovey. This is what it is. Um, it's okay. We got to make room for the funny. Yeah. Um, so at the bronze, Oz and his band, Dingo's Ain't My Baby, <laughs> are playing. Uh, Devin that shirt is wearing a silver shirt that I love and I want. Um, I'll, I'll give that for you for next Christmas. <laughs> yay! Um, Willow's just so happy. She's just... Willow has two modes in this episode. Like, super happy she has a boyfriend, and then rage murder. Yeah. Um, and I'm really proud of her. <laughs> um, and this is where she refers to herself as a groupie. Yeah. Um, Cordelia arrives. And the, the Cordettes are not too receiving nope. of her. They shun her. But why should they? When she looks resplendent. Oh my god, she looks so fucking good. She's like got this like red and black like lace, I guess, dress. It's fucking... She looks gorgeous. I mean, I I know it's kind of like... It's almost a waste of breath to say Cordelia looks gorgeous. We can just assume. Yeah, Cordelia looks gorgeous. Goddamn, she looks fucking great. And Um, um, just a quick... uh, Just a quick note on Willow's outfit. Um, Her purple sweater, I really enjoyed it in this scene. Her sweater from like her previous appearance, (laughs) like the... Red, white, black, and green. I I don't know what it was, but those color combinations, it just, like, it reminded me more of, like, the the flag of an African nation Mm. than it did, like, a a, a color palette for for a sweater. I think it had one too many colors. Yeah. I think maybe if you had dropped one of those stripes, any of them, you probably would have been okay. Yeah, red, white, and black would have been great. Green, red, and white, maybe. Xander approaches Cordelia, gives her the heart necklace, um, and basically tells her in his roundabout Xander way that he thinks that maybe this relationship might be more than just 
screwing around in the closet. And I don't blame him for thinking that because that's what these last couple episodes have been. Like, I'd say, like, I'd argue ever since uh, becoming part, or excuse me, not becoming, (laughs) um, ever since Innocence. Yeah. Um, cause that, I, I made the, I made the comment that it seemed like they were actually having genuine feeling towards each other instead of like being nasty to each other yeah. all the time. Yeah. And we're definitely seeing that here. And, um, and we'll even see it, um, Cordelia, I think the, the, this scene just gives Charisma Carpenter so many layers to play. And I think she has such a great, this is just a great episode for her. It is. And it's funny cause it's such a comic heavy episode and with a couple of exceptions, she doesn't get to play a lot of the comedy. She gets more, most of the more dramatic moments of yeah. this episode. And I think she just knocks out of the park, especially yep. in this scene. You see her pain at her friends rejecting her. You see that she loves the necklace. Like, her, she lights up when she sees it. Then she, the pain as she's breaking up with him. Um, it, it's just, yeah, it's just really good. Um, and uh, Xander, Xander is of course heartbroken. Yeah, he's upset. He tells yeah. her, you know what? You know it's a great day to break up with someone, not Valentine's Day. Yeah. And Cordelia, she's like, well, I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, and then he leaves. He's upset. She's upset. Everyone's upset. Yep. While we're while we're here. I'd like to go on a, on a brief uh, personal tangent. Okay. Personal tangent away. Um, about a time that I was broken up with. On Who, you? The day before Valentine's Day. Oh, also known as your mom's my mom's birthday. <laughs> so, okay. I so, hope you didn't bring your mom down when that happened. Because <laughs> so, nobody deserves to be brought um, down by other people's shit on their birthday. No, because... <laughs> see, this is... I was in high school. So... I wasn't out at the time to my family, so my mm-hmm. mom like didn't even know I had a boyfriend. Okay. To so I was like, um, so just you know, fun fact uh, to any heterosexual listeners: these are one of the pains that, that can come of being a gay teenager is that when you have those heartbreaking moments, uh, you sometimes don't always have the same sort of uh, support system that others might have. Um, but yeah, I was in high school. I had this boyfriend who I've mentioned on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime I mention my high school boyfriend, it's this one guy because he was my only high school boyfriend. And this, um, this is the guy that uh, in the in the uh, parking lot of the Korean church. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, and I do want to preface the story. Um, he is not the bad guy at all. Um, I we didn't we were in high school. We did not date very long, but I was like holy shit like i found my one true love and he was like whoa chill the fuck out (laughs) and i didn't chill the fuck out and um yeah so then like (laughs) the day before valentine's day we were like uh, we were gonna hang out on valentine's day and he like called me and was like so i think we should break up and i was like but uh, but what and then I was a dramatic mess for like the next six months. Who are you? Yeah. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be making light of this. <laughs> oh uh, no, we can make light of this. No, like, no. Like you know, yeah, we can like poke fun at it or whatever. But just because you were at like a younger stage, an earlier stage in your life, doesn't make those feelings any less genuine. True. Um, but yeah, uh, you you met me. 
actually at the time I was like coming out of that funk. Oh, okay. I'm about to enter my next funk with you know who. Okay, but did I, did I at least was I at least like a bright point in that uh in that in between funk phase? Jason, you're always a bright point Aww. in my funk phase. You just you you just you just prevented me from going into a funk phase. Hooray! <laughs> um, but um, watching this episode for the first time fell within that 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 funk phase. Okay, and I remember watching this episode for the first time. I think I hated this episode when I watched it. Because I was like, fuck you, Cordelia. You don't break up with someone. <laughs> Fucking Valentine's Day slash your mom's birthday. <laughs> um, so that's my... Uh, that, <laughs> listeners, is what we call projecting. <laughs> <laughs> I could never be mad at Cordelia for that long, though. Um, so, the next day at school... I find this, I mean, not that I'm looking at this show for just, like, super aggressive examples of of realism, <laughs> but Xander goes to school the next day, uh, a random guy walks up to him and goes, way to get dumped, man, and walks away. And then walks away. away. It's like, um, who fucking says that to somebody? No one. <laughs> um, but we just see everyone laughing at him. Um, and honestly, the only time that it feels realistic that we see someone laughing at him is when it's Harmony and the Cordettes, when he, like, walks up to them. Yeah. Um, but we see Cordelia specifically not, um, which is which is nice. And uh, for all those of you who are feeling bad for Xander at this moment, <laughs> that won't last. Yeah. You know, for an episode that really primes us to be mad at Cordelia and on Xander's side, Xander just really does takes too much of a job of being Xander. Yeah, um, because then his next action is to uh, grab Amy in the in the hallway by like the upper forearm. Which yeah, is like I know upper forearm is not; those are different. Um, but yeah, kind of kind of violently. Don't grab people that way, Xander. Yeah. Um, uh, although, like, definite, like, stage grab, though. Like, yeah. That's and, what you learn in your combat classes yeah. in theater school. Hospital, no hospital? Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. no hospital. Sorry, that's a uh, that's an inside joke between friends. <sighs> um, the, uh, yeah, but Xander, like, basically lets Amy know, hey, I know that you're into witchcraft. He's like, and he basically says, like, he's going to blackmail her. Yep. Uh, he has one of my favorite lines. Blackmail is such an ugly word. I didn't say blackmail. No, but I'm about to blackmail you, so I thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> oh, I'll give this for him. Even though he's a dick, he's a witty dick. Yeah, he's pretty witty. Um, um, but yeah, and Oh, he, were you talking about Joss Whedon? <laughs> he, um, he then like tells Amy in like a library, I believe. No, they go into just like an empty classroom. Okay, I just remember seeing like a poster of an uh, English author, so maybe it's an English classroom. Um, but yeah. he, uh, but he says... Uh, oh, it's the classroom, actually, that they were in earlier. Because they had, like... Um, I remember on the blackboard, it said something like Samuel Clements slash Mark Twain. Okay. So, they get, yeah, I think it's okay. Miss Beekman's class. Okay. The, uh, um, and Xander puts, out, he puts forth his, uh, his plot mm-hmm. that he wants Amy to put a love spell on Cordelia. Amy, of course, says... Oh, like it's really hard making somebody fall in love with you for all eternity. And 
then <laughs> it's not good. I'm sorry. And then Xander says, "Oh, Xander, guys, chat alerts are ready." Mm-hmm. He says, "Oh no, I don't, I'm not talking about forever. I want her to fall desperately in love with me, so then I can dump her." Yep. And I will say that's shitty, but. I, I find love potions and love spells and all of that in fiction very troubling because um, I, I they're essentially roofies. Yeah. Um, Buffy even refers to it as a roofie at the yeah. end of the episode. Um, so I, 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 I am, well, while I don't love Xander's motivation. It's not I, the worst motivation yes, he could have had. I, at least his motivation is revenge and not rape. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's, it's like, like it's like okay, so he's not a rapist. He's just mean. Yeah, which <laughs> you know, degrees. <laughs> um, so they need something that belongs to Cordelia to um, to complete the spell, and um, so he goes and asks her for the necklace. Um, Cordelia is wearing something that I think is very out of character for her, but she still rocks it. She's got like a button-up shirt that's buttoned. Oh yeah, up I all actually remember that. The neck. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, that I believe it's a blouse. Some might call it a blouse. In okay. Fact. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah, I just I think it's a little out of character for her to wear it, but it's obvious she's wearing it, so we don't see that she's wearing the necklace. And that is such a really good scene. Oh, when he says like, "Oh, I, I need the necklace from. I want the necklace back, so I can like, oh, like what melt it, like melt it down yeah. for fillings or whatever." And she's like, "Okay, well, it's in my locker." So he like follows her to her locker, which isn't far away. Yeah, it's right um, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he opens it, or, or no, excuse me. She opens the locker, and uh, she like leans in, and like you can only see it from the viewpoint of like the camera that's like situated where the locker is, mm-hmm. and she like takes it uh, like out of her shirt and mm-hmm. and so like she's wearing it because she really likes yeah. it and she really likes Xander. It's really I don't sweet. know why. But... <laughs> um, Buffy's right there. <laughs> um, no, it's a super sweet moment. Um, and but of course they have to to snipe at each other um, once the sweet moment ends. Yeah. Um, while all this is happening, we do get a brief scene of uh, Buffy and Giles in the library. Um, Buffy tells him about the um, the flowers from the night before. She wants him to tell him everything Angelus used to do on um, on Valentine's Day. She needs to be prepared. So that's what they're going to do. Buffy's reading, or Giles is reading from his book uh, in such and such year. Angelus nailed a puppy to a... And then Buffy cuts him off. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a puppy. puppy. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. Um, And I agree with Buffy on that. It's such a dark joke, but like, it almost feels like the, um, the uh, the writers had like one bucket that said like that was like full of scraps of paper that were like violent act, and, <laughs> and like another bucket that was like um, 
person and or animal. And then, like, oh, uh, like, he first look at a he like how, nails a like how on puppy. Oh, like how on <laughs> South Park when um like the manatees pick the plots of the uh, fa- of every Family Guy episode and it's just picking random balls. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um. <laughs> um so, uh, so yeah, um, you know, there's not much to this little Valentine's Day subplot for Buffy, um, other than once again to just kind of remind us that Angelus is out there. He's and I appreciate threat. that. I like that oh, sense yeah. of continuity. Yeah, and it does also help us. Um, it does help later why Angelus and Drusilla get pulled into the Xander plot, right? Um, Which is a genius move that oh, we'll talk about when we get beautiful. there. beautiful. When we get there. And, it's, and we see because of this setup with Buffy, um, it's earned too. Yeah. Like, so, um, that night, Xander and Amy perform the spell. And I have, a, I mentioned this while we were watching, the spell obviously goes wrong. I have a theory as to why this is. I'd like to hear this. So, um, Amy, um, when casting the spell, um, is I, I can't think of the word that I want to use, but she's uh, uh, invoke. That's what I want to use. She's invoking Diana, um, according to her, goddess of love and the hunt. Diana is goddess of the hunt. She is not goddess of love. That'd be Aphrodite. Aphrodite. Um, although Diana is Roman. Okay, so Venus. So yes, Venus. Um, so this is my theory. Amy fucked up the spell. <laughs> by, by invoking Diana, Amy fucked it up. And, and that, that makes the hunt... Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if this was on purpose by the writers, but I choose to be like... Headcanon! Yeah. We yeah. were just talking about um, that. And, um, and as Giles will theorize later, the necklace actually protected Cordelia from the spell. Yeah. Um, so I'm into that theory. It is my own theory, so... Um, so next morning, yes, Xander uh, goes immediately to where Cordy is sitting with her squad. Yep, and uh, squad balls. Oh man, like he just tries to lay it on thick. Oh my gosh, like it, like it, oh, it's so bad. Yeah, and all Cordelia can just be like, "You're not going stalker on me, are you? <laughs> are you Ben Badgley from the Netflix show You?" I've not watched that show. I've just I haven't a, either. I've just seen a bunch of memes about it. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I'm gonna once again my weekly quote from the wiki. To his dismay, Cordelia remains the same, harsh and bitter. <laughs> this wiki is, Good job, Buffy Wiki. This wiki is something else. Let me tell you. So Xander goes to the library, and. Uh, he, like, while Buffy and Giles have been talking probably about more Angel stuff, was yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah, they're still um, just on that track. Yeah, uh, he just says, like, oh, my life sucks right now, and so, like, uh, Giles walks away. Yeah, Giles leaves to go get more books. Yeah. From where? I don't know. They're already in the fucking library, but... Well, he's the librarian. He would know where to get the books. Okay, that's true. And then Buffy, 
Then begins the great the great part of the episode. Yeah. This is what we've been waiting for. It, yeah, Buffy it really starts. Buffy's like, "Oh well, you know what? How about we do something tonight? Just the two of us. We can we can mope together." He's like, "All right." And Sander, oh, he <laughs> says, "Are there lap dances involved?" Like, "Oh, why?" And I know he'll. I know he continues to do say shit like that throughout the series. But you think what Buffy says next and his reaction to it would be reason enough to not do that again true when she says oh you play your cards right. right and all of a sudden xander's like wait what yeah and it's um it is a bit of a like a record scratch um like i think for xander and for the audience like it's it's very unexpected buffy is just flirting and i think it, like we've never seen buffy like outright flirtatious like that i mean no. yeah because like even all of her stuff with angel has been kind of like the shy and sort of thing or melodramatic well yeah um yeah i'm trying to think like maybe with but never out oh and oh my god yeah when xander leaves the library and is like talking to amy he keeps looking back and seeing buffy and there's this moment where she like I fucks the shit out of him mm-hmm. and puts her finger in her mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how did they get away with like, that? She's got like her hair and she's like chewing on her hair. Yeah, it's so funny. I'm just like, oh God. Um, and that's the rest of the episode. <laughs> and I love so, so this is where though Xander realizes what's going on. He, Amy basically says the exact same thing to that Buffy did to him. She says something along the lines like, you know, it's amazing I can spend so much time with somebody yeah, and then you can never see someone see, every day, but never but not, see them. Yeah, but not really see they them. They both say that verbatim. Yeah, uh, and that's when Xander kind of is like, "Fuck!" And then this other random ass girl who I think is maybe one of the cordettes. Maybe I'm not sure, but she comes up and she's like, "Are you in my history class? Let's study tonight." Yeah. So the the side effect of the spell is that every other girl in Sunnydale, maybe I should say every other woman. Because it's not just the oh, teenage gosh. girls. Oh, it see, is not just the... I, I thought you were going a different way. I was like, you're right. We don't ever see any, like, prepubescent girls. Thank God. Like, Actually, I shouldn't even say that. I think anybody who's even mildly attracted to men... Maybe? I, all right, I wish I, I Larry had been that, in this episode. I will justify this by saying that... In a, in a scene, um, I think there's still a couple scenes away, but as Xander is the, walking... I'm going to call it the leering montage. Yes, as Xander is walking down the hallway, basically just to show that like all the girls are into him, there are a couple of guys who are looking at Xander like, a, oh, hey there. Um, so yeah, I, I am interested in, is the spell um, only women? Is it every woman attracted to Xander? Or... Is it um, anyone who's attracted to men is attracted to Xander? Yeah. Um, don't know the answer, but um, I I have a theory that I will I will I will not share here, but I'll address it um, on, on spoiler corners. Uh-huh. Cause it, uh huh. It has to do with a later episode. I think you know the one I'm talking about, Jason. Yep. So, um, <laughs> just sorry, I saw harsh and bitter again, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so Xander is realizing that everybody in the school wants to be with... All the girls in the school want to be with him. He runs home. So this is where I think the timeline of the episode is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. um, So is school over? Is school over? Did he just leave? 
did Willow leave school? It's not like her. Because Willow's in his bed. In all fairness, though, she would fall the hardest. Yeah. Oh, fuck fucking hell, she does. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, fuck school. I gotta go, like, wear only Xander's shirt and then line his bed. Her, yeah, her plan is go to Xander's house. Presumably was let right in. Like, I... I, Which isn't surprising because they've been friends forever. Exactly. I imagine she rang the doorbell or fucking has a key or something. uh, And was like, I'm just going to go wait in Xander's room, Mrs. Harris. Takes her clothes off. Puts on, I'm guessing, one of Xander's shirts. Oh, that's definitely one of Xander's shirts. And, like, lies in his bed completely under the covers and then waits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, like a like a lioness about to attack a gazelle on the Serengeti. <laughs> so he yeah he um he gets there, she's there, and she wants to fuck. Like yeah, oh my no, god! Like she Amy, is she is down to pound. They Amy Buffy that other girl they were flirty, but you're right. Willow is just like she is hot to try. Oh my god! She's like he's like. No, no, no. I don't want to get rough with you. And she's like, you can be rough. She's wet with no regret. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, dude. I do not need blue vomit all over me. (laughs) Um, She also puts his ear in her mouth. Like, she is like... Like a a baby cow at the udder. Sorry. So, and here I thought I was going to say the worst thing on this episode. Oh my god, no. <laughs> um, so, so then, yeah, Xander goes back to school. It's unclear if it's the next day, if it's... I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, every... This is where we, yeah, we get the leering montage. Um, Xander goes to the library mm-hmm. to ask Giles for help. And... Then Jenny walks in. This is the best part. I really, I think Jenny is my favorite of the women who fall for Xander. I was actually going to ask you which one was your favorite. It's Buffy Jenny. is number two, um, but Jenny is number one. <laughs> oh my god! It's one of the only times. One, the Rabia Lamort gets to play the humor. She, yes, she's, she doesn't. She gets to play a lot of, like, flirty romance with Giles, but she doesn't get to do a lot of humor. Like, and, like real physical humor like this, and she fucking kills and it. And that's, like... I think that's why this episode is so great. So, like, we say, oh, this is a really funny episode, but a usual Buffy episode tends to be full of... Like, chock full of quips and stuff. Yeah. But this is one that, like, goes for a different type of humor, mm-hmm. and this humor works so well. It's great. Um, I think of the Buffy episodes that I would label a uh, a comedy episode. Yeah. Um, I, this is probably near the top. Yeah. Um, I put this up there with uh, just saying episode names. Yeah. Go uh, him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say I'd argue that Hush to a point. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't consider that one a comedy episode. It, ha- it, has it has some really, really funny, funny moments, scenes. Yeah. Um, also, like, once more with feeling, it's kind of hard to say, like... On the same... If, if that... Yeah, yeah, that... Okay. My so, top comedy is Band Candy. Oh, yeah. Just, band just, Candy. Yeah. Um, 
I guess technically where the wild things are, but <laughs> okay. If you look at that episode like a campy mess, well, it is. <laughs> yeah, if you look at it that way and just like, oh, this is a shit episode, then you're fine. Yeah. But like, if you try to look at like a good episode, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that in a while. <laughs> um, Jenny comes in, and at first she's just like, Giles, I want to talk to you. It's really important. Oh, hi, Xander. Um, While she's talking to Giles, keeps her hand on Xander's arm. And it is so goddamn funny. It's so funny. You know what? Good on her for, like, powering through it. She powers through it longer than any other person we see in the episode. Like, she really tries to resist the spell, but she just can't. Um, she's, like, really handsy with him. Like, and, um, like, okay, yes, she's a teacher, it's a problem, but you know, it's not her fault, she's under a spell. Um, so, Giles, like, at first Giles thinks, like, oh, Xander's just full of shit or whatever, but then, like, when he sees Jenny doing this, that's when he's like, oh my god, this is fucking serious. Yeah. So, he, like drags Jenny away. Literally and, drags her. And, and the best part is when, like, it shows her, like, reaching out her arm and saying, no! <laughs> it's so funny. Um, and then Xander proceeds to grab a big card catalog cabinet. You and remember just, card catalogs? Holy oh, shit. yeah. That, I'm pretty sure that's what that was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, like, moves it in front of the door. So, <laughs> listeners of a certain age, a card catalog... Uh, was a cabinet at a library. Oh, gosh. A library is a... Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, and Sanders not aware that, or doesn't think that the doors open... Both ways. Both ways. Bisexual doors. They Okay, they must have changed <laughs> it, though. Like, in Sanders' defense, at least in Prophecy Girl, they were barricading that door... To keep the vampires out, and it worked. So that's the first of a two. That's the first of two questionable barricades in this episode. <laughs> um, so it, this is yet another just really, really fantastic um, visual gag. He, he puts the card catalog up against the door. He sits down. He's like, he thinks safe. he's safe, and then the door opens the other way, <laughs> and, and Buffy like Buffy opens it, kind of looks at the card catalog, and just walks around, <laughs> and she just. Strolls right in, looking. Oh my gosh, she is wearing literally nothing but a tiny raincoat and heels. How huh. did she, how how did no member of the faculty at this school be like young lady? Um, because I think the women were preoccupied with Xander, and the men are like, "What the yeah. fuck's happening?" Okay, I'm not saying that every Sunnydale teacher is a pervy old man. Where was Principal Snyder throughout all of this? He I was don't know. He was filming an episode of Deep Space Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of not being present for the entire filming of this episode, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Oh, yeah. So this is um, basically Buffy comes in. She's trying real hard to seduce Xander. Arguably does a better job than Willow. I'll just say. Um, yeah, like she... Um, like, Xander actually backs up and, like, falls onto the stairs that go up to, like, that little higher level of the yeah. of the library. And 
Buffy stands over him, like puts her foot, like, right? Uh, so does kind of like almost a lunge over him, like ultimate power stance. I don't want to sound crass. No, do it. But he definitely saw her vagina. <laughs> she made sure of it. Oh like, yeah, no, like it, it is very much like in Parks and Rec when Ron's accepting that award and Tammy too is just like pointing right <laughs> yeah. at her. <laughs> I, that is not the example I was thinking of. I was thinking of in an episode of um, uh, that's a fantastic example. I was thinking of there's an episode of um, uh, my dad wrote a porno where one of the characters introduces herself to the main character, Belinda, and just goes, Hello, my name is Christina, and this is my ass. <laughs> I just, I will never forget that scene in Parks and Rec when Ron's, like, in the middle of his acceptance speech, is like, oh, yeah, and uh, th- there it is. <laughs> Such a good episode. I might watch that once we finish. Um, so, um, and you know what? We've been down on Xander a lot this episode. This is his shining moment, he does which great. Buffy brings up later. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that the episode addresses it. I'm, I'm like, I'm glad that he does the right thing, but I also am glad that the episode recognizes that it was the right thing to do. Yeah, and I, think um, that's I was actually thinking about a, a later episode, like right before the season three finale, that uh, kind of reminds me of um, like prom. Okay, um, and it kind of reminds me how like. Uh, there's so many times, not just on TV, but also in life, when you find yourself picking the right thing over the easy thing, over the or the the thing that would like be something that you would really want, like mm-hmm. pick the right thing to do, and so like ninety nine percent of the time, you're not gonna get noticed for that. Yeah, like I know as as awful people as we are, We're we terrible. yeah. We we uh we still like I I I know instances where you've done the right thing over what's best, and I know instances where I've done the right thing Seems over unlikely over what like <laughs> over what like we would want. Yeah, and uh, it's so seldom like just in life that you never that you just never get acknowledged for that. Nobody ever says like good on you. That's like a good decision because it's just like hey, you're expected to do the right thing. Yeah, but the fact that like somebody gives you props for it. That um, that that means a lot. Yeah, it um, means even more in like a future episode. I'll br- I'll try to remember to bring that point up. Oh, cool. Um, this is when Amy turns up, and this is where Buffy <laughs> does. We counted five dramatic like hair toss flips. Head yes, head, head flip hair tosses. She I love Buffy's crazy eyes in this. Oh, just normally Buffy has to be like. Even in the midst of like all the slang and all the relationships, she still does her best to keep her head cool. Yeah. But yes. oh my god, when she gets to use those crazy eyes, uh, she loves it. And this is my favorite line of this of the episode. Is it? Um, when, when, I know what your face wants. Yeah, it's <laughs> when Amy says like, "I know what his heart wants," and Bobby just turns and says, "I know what your face wants." Punches her square in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I love a good Buffy quip, um, and that's one of my favorites. Like because it's stupid, it's so juvenile. Like, but it's like it's perfect in the moment in the context. Yes. I know what your face wants. So, but here's what happens when you punch a witch. 
She turns you into a rat. Yeah. Here's what happens when you had to host SNL that week, <laughs> and they needed a way to write you out of most of the episode. Because um, actually, this week's episode was supposed to be Passion. But um, it was moved around. Yeah, they, um, they, um, yeah, Passion, which is next week's episode, was supposed to be this week. And then, and I, get, I don't know what other episode was going to happen in the interim after that, but um, when Sarah Michelle Gellar was booked to host SNL, um, they needed to really quickly write an episode that would turn her into a rat so she wouldn't have to be there for most of the filming. So I think yeah. they filmed everything with her, um, like, real quickly, which you'll also notice most of her scenes before are separate from all the rest of what's yeah. going on. Um, she's got scenes with Giles, she's got scenes with her mom, um, but they're separate from the Xander storyline yep. for the most part. Um, so, yeah, just that's what you're going Amy turns Buffy into a rat uh, right around the time that uh, Giles and Jenny walk in. Mm-hmm. And uh, props <laughs> to Jenny for still keeping up, like, even when Giles is freaking out about everything. Jenny is still like, oh, Xander. <laughs> yeah. And, so, and she has like a bitch fight with, uh, with Amy. And it's so great because Amy's like, who made you queen of the world? And like, You're old, old enough, enough to be. She's like, well, I guess Xander's too much of a man for the pimple squad. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure Elizabeth Ann Allen and Robia Lamort are like the same age. But <laughs> then, fact, uh, hold on. I, or keep going. But okay. I'm going to look that up. Xander, Xander tries to, uh, to catch... Buffy rat and uh as he's doing so Oz walks into the library they are the exact same age okay <laughs> and just socks Xander right in the face it's great and, and which is crazy because like Oz is like it's the so chillest person you ever know and and Oz just like wow that really hurt you can tell he's never punched a guy before <laughs> yep. and and Sandra's like, why'd you do that? It's like, well, Willow was up all night crying to me about yeah. you. So, so I felt like I should hit you. Yeah, so I felt like I should hit you. And then immediately helps him up. Yeah. Like, it's actually, I think it's kind of a sweet friendship moment between the two. It, it, He's right. like, I did what I was supposed to do. I defended my woman. I hit you. I don't know if you ever <laughs> had, like, uh, if, like, you ever had friends as a kid who were, like, the, um, if you ever, like, screwed over your friend in some way. If uh, you ever say like, okay, you got a free hit, and and no. like you then would invite them to like punch you. No, but there was this kid in my neighborhood who stole a bunch of my Pokemon cards and at least one of my Pokemon video games. Oh, yeah. So my friend and I went over to his house and beat him up and took him back. So. Not similar in the slightest, <laughs> but. He had it coming. But it was a situation where I hit someone and my friend was there. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> and um, so so Giles like immediately goes into damage control mode. He's like He's furious. No, and and here's the reason why I brought this up while we were watching the episode. Mm-hmm. So I feel like in the midst of the comedy, and this is all really great comedy, we just had two amazing punches. Mm-hmm. Um, Giles has this line that I think almost gets forgotten, but it ne- I never forgot it. It always stuck with me just because of the gravity of it mm-hmm. when he says, if anything should happen to her, and you think like, oh shit, if anything does happen to her, 
Sunnydale is screwed. Like True. Xander has like d- this is a fuck up. Yeah. It's of a- of much bigger proportions than just like oh all the girls are like totally into you and pretty soon we'll like want to kill you. Who cares if Xander gets killed? <laughs> Buffy's important. It just shows Buffy the Vampire Slayer, not Xander the unfortunately clothed man. I'm, oh, <laughs> sorry. I like his clothes are unfortunate. unfortunate. I thought you're like it's unfortunate that he's clothed, and I was like, Jason, no, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I think I you are right. Um, I think a lot of that worry too just comes from it's. I think it's also personal. That too. I think he but also like, just really yeah, cares it's, about it, her. It is like a huge like. It, it, it's a moment with huge gravity. Yeah. But like so, and he Giles, says to him, "Get out of my sight." Yes, he is like so fed up, and I think it's between like the whole. Not only is every girl after Xander, but Jenny's after Xander yeah. too. That pisses him off the same way that Angel gets pissed off later in the episode. So. Xander has created a situation where there is chaos at the school. That's his fault. Giles is... He has to babysit his... It's complicated girlfriend (laughs) who is now, like, fawning over him. Oh, and he's gotten Buffy turned into a rat. He he has put her in danger. Yeah. Any one of those three things, I think, would be enough to piss Giles off. And he just... Throw them all in a blender. And he's just like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see you. He sends Oz after um, after Buffy, which mm-hmm. basically for the rest of the episode, he's like looking around the boiler room for Buffy yeah. Rat. And we get this just fun little montage of like all the dangers that she might encounter. Oh, there's a cat. Oh, there's a mouse trap. <laughs> um, and, uh, and Giles is trying so, so hard to work with Amy and Jenny to... Like, help help him reverse the spell, and both spells, both spells, and uh, and it's actually he actually does like a fairly good amount of reasoning here when he tells Amy like, if you want to do what's best for Xander, yeah. like pe- girls are going to start being dangerous, which they do. Yep. <laughs> um, I we glossed over this. A- uh, Amy tries to turn Jenny into a rat too. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Goddess Hecate and Xander's just like, will you fucking stop? <laughs> um, while all of this is going on, oh, and actually, one more point we shouldn't mention that while he's making this passionate plea to Amy, Jenny walks off. Yep, <laughs> she's just like, Giles <laughs> yeah. is like, Jenny, fuck. <laughs> um, while all this is going on, though, um, Harmony confronts Cordelia. I want to say Harmony's outfit. It's great. She's got this like the red and white, red, uh, like top. red, white, and pink. Yeah, yeah, like I love it, love it, love it. It's just super cute. Um, they, um, she Harmony tells Cordelia only a sick pup would do that to to Xander, and then she fucking hits her. <laughs> um, and and that's just when all the women just start beating the shit out of Cordelia until Xander runs out of the library, and then they're like, "Oh my god, Xander!" <laughs> Um, so he rescues her. They run outside to find just like a wall of women led, led by, by Willow. An axe-toting Willow. Oh, did we, did we know we needed Willow with an axe? I don't, I didn't know, but. As soon as you saw it, it was the most important thing ever. And. The most right thing ever. She says, um, she says, I'd rather see you dead than with that bitch 
Um, that is like a that is almost to the epic level of get away from her, you bitch right? from aliens. It's, it's pretty close. <laughs> um, the, I feel the show really, you know, bitch is a word you can use on on network television. I and I think the show is really smart about using it um, sparingly. Um, and I think this is a great moment to to use it. Um, yeah, and I mean that kind of makes sense because. Uh, this is a this is a show that one of its big aspects is feminism mm-hmm. and like bitch may not be the worst thing you can say to a woman but bitch is like what probably like the most commonly used thing oh yeah um to like to be a detriment to women and also to men too um yeah. but mostly to women yeah well when it's used against men it has a different implication yeah when it which when, usually also insults women when you when you call a woman a bitch you're usually saying you're acting too much like a man when you're calling a man a bitch you're usually saying you're acting too much like a woman so you know all around yeah don't great. don't call people bitches unless you're a gay man and you're talking to your other friends or your husband you're like bitch <laughs> uh, sorry <laughs> um they they flee the school in daytime, and then I guess hours later um, <laughs> they eventually make their way back to the Summers household. Okay, so actually, I'm gonna I want to know um, uh, Sunset, um, Southern Calif California. It's a, it's the same time as us because like February. Would it be? Like, yeah, like we're we're talking like probably around like six thirty or seven because I mean I I remember from when I was in California a couple of years ago that like there's a reason for the time change. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's about um, um, about six uh, at the beginning of the month. It's um, like six nineteen is what it says. But it is. It is bright as day outside when they yeah. are leaving school. And then, and pitch, then black. pitch black. So it's not even when sunset was. It's like when it finished. But they need to set up like the next scene, yeah. which has Drew and Angelus in it. So uh, they seek refuge in Buffy's house. Um, which Joyce- is actually smart because a lot of them would assume that like Xander would go to his own house. Or if they saw Cordelia, they'd go to Cordelia's house. Yeah. Um, it, takes them, it does take them a while, it seems, to find yeah. them at Buffy's. Um, Joyce lets them in. She's like, "Oh my God, is Buffy all right? Is Buffy all right?" Uh, he's like, "Yeah, she's fine." Um, and she's like, "You're all scraped up, Cordelia. Cordelia, go upstairs and get some bandages." The second, the fucking second, the second Cordelia's out of the room, she's like, "Do you want something to drink? Do you want something cold or something hot?" I think it's a hot night. She's like rubbing his shoulders. And he's like. Um, and it's it's such a good moment because I it, it's illogical, but it is what I was saying <laughs> earlier that when I first watched the episode, for some reason I just you know oh this won't affect this won't affect Joyce because it only it's only affecting all the women in the school. Yeah. I think it's like what I was just like in my mind. I was like oh it's just the women in the school. Joyce is a safe woman to be around. Nope, she's not. Not this week. And this he should be so he should be grateful she didn't like bust out the belly shots. And the, <laughs> and this is like only this this might be the second best reveal in the uh, mm-hmm. in the whole oh who who is who is the spell gotten to 
Because as Xander and uh, Cordelia try to like escape from Joyce, yeah. which um, that that phrase alone, down. escape from Joyce. Cordelia comes back down. She sees it goes. She goes, "Make me yak." <laughs> Throws Joyce out of the house. <laughs> oh my god! And then like they're tr- like Xander's finally like coming forward with this because because. Uh, Cordelia makes the comment like the only way that you can give girls to like you this much is witchcraft, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, uh, well." <laughs> and then like Joyce is, what is she, does she like just punch through no, the glass? She's, or, she's got like a little like a shovel. Okay, she's got like a trowel or yeah. something, and, and then like she like breaks open a pane on the door and like reaches for the <laughs> reaches for the handle, and at the same time like she's like, "Xander, I'm coming!" And no, this, she goes, "Xander, let Joyce see in." <laughs> She might as well have just been. Here's Johnny. <laughs> and like, she's got this like she's she's got the wide eyes happening now. Oh my now. god! Uh, they, those they, summers girls and their wide eyes. They um they flee upstairs. Um, and Xander's like, okay, the mob isn't here. I guess we're safe. And then Angelus just yanks Xander right out the window. Yep. And he's like, oh, maybe not. And um, which presumably he was there for. His um, whatever Valentine's Day nonsense he was yes. planning on getting up to. I have to say, I love that. I love that moment. Like we mentioned before, like the setup before made it all worth it. And I love that the pacing that it gives this episode because I love when you're watching something and like you think you're getting a respite from the laugh and then all of a sudden like oh hey here's another thing yeah. and like this show just keeps it going it and i love it and it just keeps it, it piles it on so you, and it it's well it's funny because you almost yes you were you very in buffy's room we have a respite from everything and then angel uh angela shows up but even that feels like a respite it's like okay well we're taking a break from this silly plot and something dangerous is gonna happen no because <laughs> Xander is immediately rescued by Drusilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, guys. That sentence is true. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> you will not harm one hair on this boy's head. It's like, <laughs> not my daughter, you bitch. And I'm honestly like a little sad that David Boreanaz has the prosthetics in because I would have loved to have seen like his full facial expression <laughs> for when he reacts to this. Um, he's just uh, in the end. He just says like, "I guess I really did make you crazy." And then, <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, "I'll just watch and see how this goes." But then, then the mob comes, and this is like one of the only times that you see. I, I love that like they're all so focused on Xander that they don't notice like the friggin' vampire <laughs> right. there as well. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, the mob re- the mob rescues Xander from Cordelia. <laughs> or from from Drusilla. Cordelia uh, rescues him from the mob. Yeah, they run back inside the house to find a knife-wielding Joyce. <laughs> and she's like, this is never gonna work out. I have to end it. <laughs> um, and every- everybody like tries to break into the house Drusilla tries to go in and Angela's who's she, still hanging out there. It's a really fucking cool shot. She yeah. goes to the back door and just slams it and knocks it off its hinges, but she can't actually go inside. Yeah. Um, but by doing that, she successfully lets everyone else inside. <laughs> um, and it, I, I, just, I, I think one of the things I love about this episode so much is that it takes all of these serious beats that we have like oh normally like a home invasion 
of the Summers home by a vampire would be cause for such alarm. Yeah. And, like, normally something ridiculous happening to Buffy, like her turning into a rat, would be cause for such alarm. Normally, like, Willow being turned to the point where she has to, like, wield an axe would be cause for such alarm. <laughs> but it is all just funny. Yeah. It's... And it's also so tight. It's so... You know, I, there's nothing wasted in this episode. Yep. Um, except maybe that one guy at the beginning, he was like, way to get dumped. Yeah. Um, but um, they flee to the basement, um, which is where all this began. They, uh, they try to barricade the door. So they, they lock the door, and yeah, then they're creating a, um, they're creating a barricade that's ineffectual, uh, we'll say. Because the door opens the other way. So they make, yeah, they make this barricade, which is shitty. Um, <laughs> because the door opens the other way. <laughs> um, they are trying to get, get, get in. Um, someone, presumably Joyce, we saw her with the knife last, uh, stabs through the goddamn door. <laughs> um, poor Joyce. How much insurance must she have on that fucking house? <laughs> Well, I don't think there are too many, like, big repairs that need to be done. At this point, it's, like, mostly just been, like, broken windows and doors, I believe. That's fair. Um, This is where he reveals to Cordelia he casts a spell, and specifically it was meant for her, which touches her. Um, She's like, it was meant for me. And I'm like, you're taking away the the wrong message, but okay. Yeah, sure. Um, So... Um, the mob busts through. Um, I we haven't mentioned this, but there's a lunch lady in the mob who has a um who has a rolling pin. I love all the extras that are in the mob that like you randomly hear Xander, Xander <laughs> coming from the. It's it's really good. But all this time, Giles and Amy have been working on breaking the spell, and uh, first they uh, invoke the goddess Hecate. To restore Buffy back to her human form, which they do just in time, because Buffy Rat is about to eat a really delicious-looking piece of cheese yep. on a mousetrap, and she's very naked. Yep, she's what is she suffering from a case of nudity? nudity. <laughs> um, and then after that, they break the love spell, and everyone's really confused. They're like, "What the fuck? Where are we?" Yep, and <laughs> Cordelia says. Boy, that was the funnest scavenger hunt ever. Which apparently works. Um, Buffy, we learned the next day, is skeptical, though. She's yeah. like, I think my mom's repressing. Maybe <laughs> I should start to worry. And um, one thing I really enjoy about this is that uh, you don't see Willow for the rest of the episode because, which I mean is just like this last scene. Um, is there another scene after this? So we've got the scene between Xander and Buffy, and then the scene between Xander and Cordelia. Right. But, uh, you don't see Willow again, and, um, Xander mentions how, like, oh, is she ever gonna talk to me again? And, uh, and, and Buffy's like, oh, well, can you, like, like, can you blame her for not wanting to talk to you? Because yeah. it, it is an emotional toll, like. Without a doubt. Absolutely. Um, and this is just a sweet scene. We've already talked about it, so I don't think we need to, um... To, to to really go into it in depth, but Buffy recognizes 
you know, she's like, I remember, you know, wanting you to undress me, and I remember you didn't. And she, it's it's a good moment between the two. Yep. Then we get Cordelia and Xander. Uh, Cordelia is back with the Cordettes. Um, Harmony is going on and on about how um, this guy called her. He's gonna ask her to the to the dance. Well, his two other girls, he's gonna ask first. But if they say no, <laughs> um, and at that point, Cordelia just tells Harmony to shut up. Yeah, it's so good. This is it is. It's yeah. and I, I guess like the the thing that this episode really like probably made viewers worry about is like is Cordelia going to like regress regress or not but she doesn't yeah. she she takes a step forward and um even though it's with Xander she <laughs> like says hey I'm gonna like I like you and I'm tired of like trying to get the approval of these other it's, people it's great so I'm gonna quote consumer quote so Cordelia says you know what you are Harmony you're a sheep <laughs> Harmony says I'm not a sheep Cordelia says you're a sheep all you ever do is what everyone else does so you can say you did it first and here I am, scrambling for your approval, when I'm way cooler than you just because I'm not a sheep. I do what I want to do, and I wear what I want to wear. And you know what? I'll date whoever I, the hell I want to date. No matter how lame he is. Um, I do love Xander's reaction. That I was like, well, I almost got out of that without feeling bad. But yeah. <laughs> You know, he's going to take what he can get. Um, and they, yeah, she's like, she's fuck y'all. She goes to Xander, and realistically though she's like oh my god i just alienated all my friends and xander's like well you know what if it makes you feel better when we're around them we can fight a lot <laughs> and she's like you mean it and he's like you could pretty much guarantee it <laughs> uh, so it's a sweet end to the episode um yeah that's uh that is uh um, bewitched bothered and bewildered bewitched, bothered and bewildered which is of course a famous song mm-hmm. um their uh, other music that um, uh, that plays um, the song Pain is played dur- at the bronze during the dance by um, Dingo Ate My, My Baby. Baby. Although it's really the band that is Dingo Ate My Baby yeah. is called Four Star Mary. Um, there's a song by, uh, called When Cordelia Dumps Sander. The song playing is by a band called Naked, called Drift Away. <laughs> Naked. Um, the... Uh, the song that plays as Xander walks through Sunnydale during what we've dubbed the Leering Montage is called Got the Love, and it's by a band called Average White Band, which... <laughs> good name for a band. Good name for a band that plays, plays during a Xander scene. <laughs> um, yeah, um, that's, um, oh, also... Um, Buffy, the, just another bit of trivia, the soon message, um, Sarah Michelle Geller also receives a message that says soon written in her mirror in lipstick in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Uh-huh. So, um, which came out before this. So I am curious. Yeah, it came out before this. So I, I wonder if that's a reference to, to that. Could be. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I I really like this episode. Me too. It's super fun. Um, what's what's your drinking game for this episode? Um, ooh, okay. Uh, every time Buffy does a dramatic head turn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you'll spend most of the episode not drinking and then have a sudden burst of it. 
Uh, okay, good. I'm gonna say um, take a drink every time Jenny Calendar surreptitiously touches Xander's <laughs> arm. <laughs> um, all right. Um, yeah, do you have anything else you wanted to, to say about about Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered? I really enjoy this. I will give it a rating of five Naked Buffies. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so, also, a dream that I had once. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really like this episode, too. Uh, I don't know that it's quite a five for me. Um, I'm going to give it a four out of five um, improperly invoked Roman goddesses. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with passion. And also expect back our friend Grace Robertson. Yeah, we're excited. Um, I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. I'm Jason. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at YamiJ357. And uh, I hope you don't mind, Harrison, but I'm also going to get a little bit of a shameless plug in there um i recently started a uh website that i've been wanting to make for a while a blog website um called reflections and refractions and uh i'm hoping that it'll be a lot of like pop culture related posts right now it's just being relegated to movie reviews um but yeah if you want to check that out um i'm going to post a link for it on uh on twitter anytime i make a new uh review or article and uh the actual website is reflectionsrefractions.home.blog Excellent. Um, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube, where we will release a short video with each episode where we'll discuss spoilers that we can't talk about on the podcast. Also, don't forget to subscribe and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Each week, we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Um, this week, however, we are doing things a little differently. As um, hopefully most of you know, the um, there's some really, really awful wildfires currently blazing in Australia. Um, they essentially the entire fucking continent is is on fire. Um, it's you know displacing billions of animals billions of people um it's just it's really really awful um so we don't have any one particular um nonprofit to share this week but in the episode notes um we will just give several links to places you can donate to yeah and help um offset that and if you don't like uh and if you don't feel like comfortable donating to like a large uh company whether you don't know where the money's going or not um there are also like several GoFundMe's and stuff for people that are like made by people who like lost any degree of things yeah. in the fire. So there you go. There's yeah. that option as well. Um, so with that said, until next time, go slay and be gay. Bye.